You get to the warehouse parking lot early. You stand there trying to look strong and hireable. Trucks rumble by, foremen look down their noses at you and pass you by. You need work. Finally, someone stops in front of you. Come, work in my field. I'll give you $300. Does that sound fair? You do the math in your head. Fair? That's $25 an hour for the whole day. Way more than you've ever made. You don't wait to hear more. You hop in the back of the truck with the others, and you go with him. You have earned the right to work hard all day. You've earned the ability to feed your family. You're picking strawberries. The work has you bending du double, reaching down to the ground. Your back is strong at first, but soon it starts to protest. This used to be easier, you remember, as you shuffle along the row. The morning chill soon burns away and the sun eats into you. Sweat runs down your body and trickles into your eyes. Your hands are busy, you cannot pause to wipe it away, and so it runs freely, dripping salty sweetness into your mouth and stinging your eyes and even somehow defying gravity and sliding up your nose. You don't rest often, but when you do, straightening your back and taking your gaze beyond the work directly in front of you, the crew seems to have grown from the morning. By noon, it was twice what it was when you started, and even in the afternoon, only an hour before the close of the day, a fresh batch of workers show up. You exchange a look with your fellow workers, rolling your eyes, the incomprehensible whims of the wealthy. Finally, at the end of the day, the foreman halloos. You sigh with relief and trudge up the hill to receive your pay. At the top of the hill, you see the foreman lining up the workers, starting with the ones who just arrived. Strange, but you take your place at the end of the line. You roll the day's work out of your shoulders, massaging it, trying to loosen some of that before it gets too stiff. And when the woman in front of you exhales a sharp curse, you snap your head up to see the foreman handing $300 to the first, work, the, the first worker, the one who showed up only an hour ago. Your heart rises, the incomprehensible whims of the wealthy indeed. You worked 12 times as long as that person did, so he must mean to pay you more as well. But then those who worked three hours are also given $300. That isn't fair. The muttering in the line with you sharpens when those hired at midday and then those at mid-morning also receive $300. The workers around you shift. The stench of righteous anger rises. This doesn't make any sense. Before long, you stand in front of the foreman. $300, he says, holding it out for your labor. You hold the bills but don't move. Raising your chin, you look beyond the foreman to the landowner, standing behind him, hands in his pockets. You are quivering with rage. They, you point at the retreating backs of the first in line, worked only one hour. We are the ones who have worked for you all day. We are the ones who picked and hauled and hunched over all day. You have made them equal to us. You paid them the same as us. 
That is not fair. The landowner has the gall to keep looking bland. Dude, he says, I'm not being unfair to you. We agreed, didn't we, when I hired you for 300 for your work? That is a fair wage for a day. And I have given it to you, haven't I? Why do you care if I choose to give the same to everyone? When I hired those others, I promised to pay them what is right. I have done so. Are you jealous because I am generous? You clench your fist. You are so tired. Your back hurts so much. Generous? If he wanted to be generous, why not pay you what you deserve according to his new pay scale? If an hour's work is worth $300 to him, then shouldn't you get $3,000 for 12 hours? Friend, take what belongs to you and go. You turn towards home. This makes no sense. So I retold the story this way because it is a parable. And parables are not stories of things that have happened or that are going to happen, but they are stories that are supposed to jolt us and make us look differently at something that we thought we understood. Parables reveal truth through weirdness. And we think we understand this parable when we first hear it. We think this parable about how the landowner, and the landowner is God, thank you, good, thank you for coming along with me on that one. Uh, we think this parable is about how God practices radical equality. And we like equality, right? You know, we, we like the thought that God will take care of everyone, like in the text from Isaiah that was read for us. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You that have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Our whole theme for this Lent season is seeking God's ways. And we keep saying, and we kind of know in our heads, like, God's ways are different than our ways. And we celebrate this God that lowers mountains and raises valleys. We worship a God who honors and uplifts the poor and the hurting. And yet, when I retell this story from the perspective of the one who worked all day, for the same wages as those who worked only one hour, it just feels kind of weird, uncomfortable. It feels unfair. So is God unfair? There's an experiment about fairness that demonstrates how innate ideas of fairness are to our primate brains. Also, my dogs totally know if you give one of them a treat, you have to give the other one a treat. But anyway, so these researchers give two capuchin monkeys cucumbers as a reward for a simple task. They do the task, they get the cucumber, they're both happy. And then they give one monkey a juicy grape and the other monkey a cucumber. The one who gets the cucumber, who was satisfied with that payment before, is livid. <laughs> It throws the cucumber at the experimenter, rattles the bars of its cage, and pounds its fist on the ground. This monkey has a sense of fairness, and getting a smaller reward for doing the same work enrages it. The monkey wants equal pay for equal work, and so do I.
But notice that this is different from the parable. The workers do not protest getting different pay for the same work. Rather, they protest getting the same pay for different work. They protest equal pay for unequal work. The landowner is radically generous, but doesn't follow human and other non-human earth-dwelling beings as innate instincts about fairness. Because God's ways are different from our ways. That's what this means. Equal pay for equal work is not the mantra of God's way. God is radically just, and what this means does not always correspond to our ideas of fairness. Because we forget that equal pay for equal work means unequal pay for unequal work. We believe that we should be paid according to how much work we do. And those... My grammar doesn't make sense here. So we believe that we should be paid according to how much work we do, but then this also means that those who work more get more and those who work less get less, which means that those who don't work or who can't work should get nothing. That's our human logic. And we hold deep down to the idea that we should get what we have earned and that those who haven't done the work shouldn't get the reward. Just this last week, I heard a story from someone about a time she stayed up late into the night studying for an exam. And she came to class ready with everything in her head, ready to ace it, and found out it was an open book test. <laughs> she was livid. She had done the work, and they hadn't. She earned her grade, and they didn't. God's way is a perpetual open book test. God will give everyone what they need to thrive, all you need to do is show up. Ho, oh, everyone who thirsts, come and drink. You who are hungry, come and eat. You won't pay with money. There is no price but your own true, deep longing. This is what we will find in God's way. God provides for everyone, those we think who have earned it and those who we think don't deserve it. Our petty way of thinking is insignificant in the face of God's generosity. All will get the same. All will get enough. You don't have to be deserving to receive God's love. You don't have to earn what you need to live. You and 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 you back in the other room back there and the little one and you and everyone I didn't look at. You will freely receive what you need. Yo, if you're hungry, if you're thirsty, if you're desperate to get clean, if you're mired in uncertainty about where you will live next year, if your depression is burying you, if you've failed so many times that you wonder if it's worth trying, come. Come to the water. Take and eat. This is good news. May it be so.